the Digital Marketing Podcast. Hello and welcome to the active resistance against bad digital marketing, missold by a seedy underworld of digital agencies to small business owners across the world. Every episode, I try to help you clear up the mysteries surrounding this digital voodoo that we call digital marketing. As we strip away the geek speak and the sales bullshit, you may normally hear to give you clear and accessible answers, which allows you to empower yourself with your own DIY digital marketing. This is the Digital Marketing Punkcast, and I am Digital Marketing Punk. This is episode number nine, and today we are talking about sourcing ideas for content, certainly for your content marketing, um, for your website, for your social media, all that kind of stuff. It's going to be really important, and today I have brought in Adam Bennett from Digital ID to help me source uh, some ideas for your content, uh, and also discuss the ideas of finding uh, finding those sort of content ideas as well, and organizing them, and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be really cool. Um, This This episode was recorded in October of 2018. So, content. Um, Really important thing. Uh, It's really important to be talking about. And it's one of those gripes which I have because loads of digital agencies out there will be going, oh, you need to write some content. You need to uh, be doing it for SEO. If you don't write content, Google won't like you, blah, 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 which is true to a degree. However, um, you can't just write content for the sake of writing content. That's not how this works. You have to write good content. And I know that sounds really vague um, and really difficult, but it's true. You have to write content content that people actually want to read uh, and that's the difficult bit and getting the ideas for that um, can be extremely difficult because a good idea for content can lead you to great things and it can be really important and you can find that that one bit of content with that one key good idea as long as as it is followed through properly and executed perfectly then you can find that it can have a massive massive impact um, on your marketing t- uh, strategy and you know increase Increasing your results, increasing your traffic to your website or your Facebook page or whatever. That one idea can really skyrocket you. It's not about creating loads. It's not about just churning it out like some kind of industrial machine. It's just about creating quality content that people want to read. I don't know where this idea came from really about just churning out content Um, because if you're just writing content for content's sake and you are um, just churning out what everyone else has already talked about, you've got no original ideas, you know, um, there's a bigger, better content out there or something that you're writing about, where do you think that's ever going to take you? Google's not going to like you because Google's going to like the other piece of content. So you need to be thinking properly about the ideas and that all boils down to where you source those ideas from. So, I've brought on Adam Bennett from Digital ID today, a really cool guy, um, had a really cool conversation with him about how to source that content. Now, he works for a big organization, okay, um, and I don't want you to misunderstand me. I'm not thinking this is only for big organizations. You can boil down the ideas that Adam talks about today into um, those for a small business as well. It's just, about, it's just about a different way of thinking about how to get those ideas from. So, This is my conversation with Adam Bennett from Digital ID. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Okay, so I am here with Adam Bennett. Uh, He is here with me today to talk about sourcing ideas for content. Adam, introduce yourself. What do you do? Where are you from? 
Hi, Tom. Um, so, yeah, my name's Adam Bennett. I'm the digital marketing manager for an in-house company called Digital ID. Uh, not to be confused for an agency, we're actually the uh, the UK's largest ID card company. Um, so, my kind of day-to-day activity is obviously SEO, paid search, content, uh, looking at the overall website, usability, and again, just kind of ongoing strategy to, to make sure the brand grows. Awesome. Fantastic. So we're here to, uh, to talk about content today. A really important part of any digital marketing campaign. Uh, th- that being said, I'll, I'd say that probably about any any installment of any idea of digital marketing at all. But we're here to talk about content. And it is important because it feeds into almost everything that you do. If you're talking about social media, if you're talking about SEO, if you're talking about link building, it all feeds back into um content so for someone that hasn't attempted to write content for their business website before why is it important to be able to first of all write content and second of all to be able to find good ideas for that content yeah um i'll I'll use obviously our our site as an example here uh we're, we're quite a niche um company in terms of the products that we sell it's not something that you kind of wake up one morning, you go and actively search for an ID card printer. There's got to be a, a kind of need behind that product. Um, so in terms of obviously being able to find those good ideas internally and why these brands that are in those kind of niche areas should be writing content is, for, for me, it's, it's, it's what the business has been built on. It's that knowledge internally that you will not find anywhere else online. Um, as in, you know, that, that we kind of live and breathe those products 24-7. Um, you know, we know what has been successful. Um, we know what's up and coming. We know how to speak to those people in the right kind of tone. Um, and yeah, it just kind of obviously it grows from there that a lot of the content that these brands can obviously create, and we've done it ourselves in the form of video, blog, other different channels, is we can write them in a way that answers the customer's problems a lot easier um and, and nine times out of ten we're answering answering them before they kind of even know it's a problem um so i think that's like i say is that is the real kind of benefit that if, if you're not writing this content internally and, and you're using you know third parties to source that for you is it is it going to come back as original as it could be um you know if it's written from you know one of the directors one of the managers one of the sales team um, you know, they're, they're in that day in, day out. They, they kind of know the terminology. They know how to speak to the customers. And, and that's where I think a lot of these brands in-house can, can get a lot of benefit from, you know, writing it, authentic content. It's original. You know, that, that's what people want nowadays. Um, you know, they, they want that kind of uh, inside knowledge that they feel they're getting as, a, as an extra from the company. And, it, and it's a great way for, for brands to differentiate themselves from the competition as well. You, you're absolutely right. And you've hit on a point which I'm going to go completely off script here. You've hit on a point which really, really bugs me. And I, I obviously work for for an agency yep. day job. Um, and you make a good point. And that is that I will often get asked by the sales team. I'm not saying all salespeople are evil, by the way. Um, <laughs> but I'll often get asked by the sales team, well, can we write 
content for the um, for this client? Can we write content for X, Y, and Z client? And my answer is always the same. They said, yeah, we can. I can write content until the, uh, in, until the cows come home. That's not a problem. It'll be absolute rubbish though, because I have no idea about the expertise that goes into whatever X, Y, and Z client actually does. I'm not a foggy. So I can go and research it. Yep. But if I've gone and researched it, then it's not original anyway. Correct. It's not unique. Yep. No one cares. Um, so it's really important. I always go back and say, well, they really should be writing content themselves. They should, or we can provide training for them to be able to write content, or we can provide training with con- that content creation idea and how they can build it out and do it properly yep. rather than just slap bang. Um, and you've you've really hit on an important point then, which is you know if you if you are thinking of going with an agency, and I'm not saying don't go with an agency. Obviously, I work with one myself. But if uh, if you are thinking about that, then there needs to be a little give and take. It's not a straightforward service where you can you know you say you deal with this for me. I don't want anything to do with it. Doesn't work like that. Okay, has to be a little bit of give and take. You are the knowledge. You're the product expert. You have the knowledge, which, like you say, you work in it day in day out. So you'll know things that no one else knows, and that is valuable. And that's the key. And that's what makes people want to read that thing because they haven't found it anywhere else. So that's a really good point. I think. I think just touching on that as well, like one of the notes I put down here is that that process, obviously, that that a shows the brand as the kind of leader in that field. Um, and again, it, it puts that transparency and that kind of uh, human behind that content, that real person that, that shows a bit of passion. You know, it's something that, that they've built their brand around. So they're, to them, it is their baby. They're showcasing it. They're getting it out there. Um, and that will come across in content that's written in-house, you know, better than what it would be for a third party. Like you said before, you've got to research it. You know, you're taking somebody else's knowledge offline, uh, sorry, online, and then putting it into an offline format. So there's always that, you know, pros and cons of of doing that approach. But for us, like the biggest win we've had, obviously, is all around video-based content. Um, A, it sells our products and obviously solutions a lot easier. Um, Mm. It's a great way of putting visual, better visuals to products. Uh, But but at the same time, you know, it's... It's when people watch the video and then they speak to that person on the phone. There's that connection. Yes. Uh, oh, I know who you are. I've seen you on that video. It's what mm. our sales guys often get, you know, spoken and said to them. Um, oh, are you are you such a person off the video? And it, and it it just opens up a conversation. Um, and and that might have not happened if we hadn't have had that video or that piece of content. Um, exactly. So again, it's it's just a, an easier way in for that customer to to, to obviously you know contact us or find us. Um, yeah, and just just touching on your other point before about kind of like finding these good ideas, um, you know, from the content internally. It, it's looking at kind of what your brand has got access to that an outside agency or a third party hasn't. So, a your kind of sales team uh, or even even people like your customer services team, whether you've got a support team, designers, depending on obviously your niche, but they're going to be asked questions day in, day out. So, you know, we source that information back from our different teams. We look at regular occurrences, how we can then put that into content or where that content needs to be within the website. So it's not always necessarily uh, awareness stage content for blogs or, or, or again, for YouTube. It, it might be something simple as, um, a design process that we've missed from one of the landing pages, you know, yeah. so again, that's going back in, it's a form of content and it's helping the journey along. Um, the other things obviously that we use again is 
um, live chat. So again, if you're using live chat or, or again, any kind of like uh, software to look at the activity. So things like Hotjar, again, has been a good one for us. We're able to ask direct questions, get feedback. Um, and again, same with live chat, you know, seeing what people are actually asking because that's what they're thinking about when they land on the site or on a particular page. Um, so we're able to take that and go, okay, that, that question there would be really good uh, if that is then put into a better format. And then it, it's kind of getting that, that question and going, okay, what is the best format for this? You know, is, is it blog? Is it video? Um, you know, is it a series of, of images, kind of a step-by-step process? Um, you know, and that, that's allowed us to be able to do that. And if we didn't have things like live chat or hot jar, you know, we're missing out on, on you know, keyword gaps throughout the site. I think you've hit on a couple of points. Just just to clarify a couple of things first. Obviously, you mentioned uh, things like the live chat. Everyone will know what the live chat is when yeah. you're, uh, you're on a website. It'll, it'll spring up and say if you want to chat to a member of the support team, whatever, you, you can get them. Hotjar, by the way, is a, a software which allows you to – it's basically like a screen recording software is the most simplest way I can put it. So you can, you can see um, literally what users are doing while they're on your website and interacting with your website. It can give you heat maps about where people – people's you know eyes are going where their cursor is going what they're clicking on all that kind of stuff and and that provides a, a, such a useful amount of information and data when you're using uh, when when you have a website to be able to feed that back in the other point that you made um which is really interesting is about utilizing the staff that are in your business and company yeah. because you're absolutely right if you if you know that your salespeople are not just there to ring the bell and sell things <laughs> all the time your salespeople actually hold a lot of information and i'm guilty of this more as, as anyone i i will think as salespeople as you know the, the people that just go out and that they sell and then they come back to operations and they you know we do the actual stuff but they're still they're full of information which is what um customers or potential customers are talking about what they want yep. to know about what questions they're asking all these and this keyword here these pain points of customers and clients yep. these are all you know gold when it comes to actual content writing um customer services is exactly the same you know what are your customers coming back to you and asking you questions about and can you write something record something film something that's going to be valuable to them so they don't have to ask that question again yeah, that comes no. across. That comes across in a way which is, you know, really valuable and useful and makes you look well. These people know what my problems are. These people know what my issues are, and therefore, I'm, I'm more inclined to go and go and use you. Yep, and just one thing to add there as well is, um, like with ourselves, obviously with Digital ID, obviously we we have a kind of sales team that's broken down into three sectors. So we've got a private sector team, a public sector team, and an education sector team. Um, and again, going back to the sales team being that kind of front line of answering the questions or being asked the questions, b- because obviously the, the kind of um, guidelines, should we say, are very similar for all of those clients within those sectors. If, if our team are being asked a question about an educator from an education client um, and it, it's something new that we haven't heard of before, then, then by getting that information, we're able to then take that and actually look at, is this happening across the landscape? You know, are mm. we going to get the same question from another five to 10, you know, education organizations in the next week? Is it something that's being rolled out bigger, you know, for their sector specifically? 
Mm. Um, if that's the case, then all right, we'll have a look into it. We'll do our research. Okay, where does that then fit into the customer journey? You know, does it now become uh, an awareness piece? Is it a consideration? Or again, you know, is it a new a new problem that they're going to encounter in a couple of months' time? That you know, can we help them along that way now so they don't encounter that problem? Um, and that that's been really good, especially for the education sector. Mm. I think well, before we get too ahead of ourselves here, I suppose one of the other questions is, is sort of what do um, business owners, the people that are going to be doing the actual marketing and the content marketing, what do they need to understand before thinking up these ideas or sourcing these ideas? What what should they be sort of preparing themselves? How, how should they be preparing themselves before they go away and actually do this action of thinking up ideas, sourcing content, sourcing ideas? For this, I'd say it's broken down into two areas. So that the first one, which is which is a big one for me, is the actual goal behind producing this content. So you know why why is your brand wanting to start producing this content? So that could be anything from you know just becoming the expert leader in the field, being known as that go to site, that authority for this information. Um, you know, is it around traffic? Are you just trying to generate more traffic to the site? via you know blogs or different pieces of content uh is it lead generation um you know which is which is a big one for most companies which kind of ties into the next point which is content upgrades so are you trying to create you know a lot of this awareness stage content that then you can ask people to upgrade to a better version you're capturing obviously the lead um Mm. you know is it brand awareness or or is the sales on the back of it um so i'd say it's First one is looking specifically at what what the goal is, why you wanting to produce this much content, uh, and and then the second thing that ties in there is is the audience, you know, for the brand. So, what do your audience want? You know, what stage are they at? How can you reach them? You know, what format of content do they prefer prefer to read? Um, you know, that which has been quite a big one for us because within our sector. Um, although we know the kind of organizations within each three sectors, the, the actual buyer varies across the board. You know, mm. So our, our buyer can be anybody from a HR manager to an office manager, a security guard, uh, head of IT, an estates manager, facilities manager. So it, you know, the content obviously there is, is, is very similar in what we're trying to get across, but then obviously we have to look at, how we tailor that to each one of those different personas, should we say? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and again, looking at how do we reach them? You know, is is there many facilities managers, Facebook groups? Is there LinkedIn groups? Um, you know, is there forums? Those are probably the, the more traditional routes for us rather than, you know, let's say Facebook ads on promoting that piece of content. Mm. Um, or again, you know, you don't direct. Um so yeah, it's kind of looking at those two mainly. So first one, what was the goal? Second, obviously, is the audience and and how that audience kind of reacts to that content. There's, that's a, a really interesting point. I suppose one of the questions I'd, I'd come I'd come out fr- from that point is, so how do you find this out? How does someone go about and find out? You know what an IT manager how they like to consume their content. Do you? Do you go away? Uh, do you, you know? Do you look at your CRM, your um, you know your customer list, and pick out four examples and just call them up and say, "Hey, you know, just doing a just doing a follow up. Um, wondered if you wouldn't mind asking a few, uh, answering a few questions on a questionnaire." You know, how do you find out if your audience, um, you know, takes their content in in different formats and prefers it in different ways? 
Yeah, so so with us, because of the scale, um, it's been done across a, a, a period of time on a number of surveys. Um, mm. Again, we try and get where the relationships are really strong, obviously, is to get the sales team um, asking these type of questions um, you know, on, ongoing so we can kind of keep a record in CRM. But, but again, um, it, it is difficult because... Again, different people. I mean, if you if we look at like the um, you know facilities managers as a, as a, an example persona, you go into any one of those groups on Facebook or LinkedIn, and the amount of ID card related content in there is minimal compared to you know ongoing facilities managers content. Should we say hmm. you know as in is it, it is part of their responsibility, but it's not the forefront. Yeah. So you know. Trying to build an audience within those channels has been has been challenging hmm. uh, because there's a lot of content around it that that ours kind of stands out a little as being the odd piece, you yeah. know, because it's it's just something that's kind of like I said that it's their responsibility, but it isn't what you would p- potentially class as a main responsibility of somebody in that role. Um, but at the same time, we know people who are our buyers are in those groups, so yeah. you a, you've got to be seen as not spamming those groups or just trying to sell um you know it's all about adding the value and, and again a lot of our content is solely focused around the awareness stage and, and that's because there has to be a need for our products um you know we don't want to be selling to the to people directly when there isn't a need it's ah okay well yeah i do use those products or i use that particular printer so awareness stage back to the site and then obviously we have the site set up and the structure to hopefully capture that as a lead or, or again get the contact information or, or again even get the customer to call um you know and, and we work very strongly once we've got them to keep them that's uh that's really cool i like i like that a lot i like the i like the mentality because obviously you you do have to consider certainly in 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 your in your niche your industry which is yep. you know you might not be the primary thought thought of you know one of your customers but yep. you've got to be a thought and maybe you have to it's a case of you have to start thinking about well how can i become the primary thought how can i become the priority is it a case of you know well we're going to make this as easy as possible for you to access my product because you probably yep. don't care much about it but you know you need it um and things like that it's thinking about your audience and your customer yep. in that way which people don't do yeah exactly so it's for us a big thing obviously is, is the trust side of the brand as in you know i know i can get your product from one of five vendors so yep. do i trust your brand do you have it in stock are you competitive on price do you have good reviews so you know that that's where once we have the awareness piece and then they're into the site as such or into the brand that the content literally changes you know mm-hmm. as in it, it, it then becomes obviously that that they're um you know looking at okay well well why should i give you guys a try um mm-hmm. you know what have you got that's different as in number of reviews case studies uh any kind of awards anything that really says to them look we can handle what you do um and and that's you know that's what we've tried to focus on with throughout the site i suppose that highlights another really good way of being able to source content and that is your competitor analysis because if you find that you are doing something that your competitor isn't or your competitor is simply not doing something and they probably should be then if you know your competitors inside and out then you can talk about that you can highlight that maybe not say no 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 you know these guys don't do that but hey we do 
that'll come yeah. off smarmy and you know you'd be a bit of a I was going to say something then, but I won't. Um, yeah. but, you know, you can utilize that to your advantage in terms of its content because there might be a customer that at some point that's think, uh, you know, these guys don't do this and that's really annoyed me. Um, yeah, yeah. And that makes, again, that puts you at the forefront of the mindset. And, you know, even though you might not think about this on a, a day-to-day basis as someone, as a consumer yourself, you know, you you will find, and I know this from, you know, doing stuff like picking software packages or seo packages or whatever you know you would find yourself um going well these guys don't do this and these guys but i've never heard of these guys but they do do this and so you end up trying them and finding out um which is another great way of finding you know sourcing that content and writing about it so i suppose the next question leading on to this is so you've is well actually before i get onto that is are there any any other places where you can source you know source these great content ideas is there a way of thinking about it differently which can open up um a huge sort of myriad a pandora's box if you will of of content (laughs) ideas um i mean again like obviously centralized towards ourselves um the, the opportunities aren't as great as I've seen for other industries. So using obviously sites like Quora, mm. um, subreddits, uh, any kind of industry specific sites or forums that are, that are particularly driven around your niche. Um, again, you know, looking at your competitors sites, uh, is there anything you like on there that you can advance or change? Um, various different, obviously platforms, Ahrefs keywords to LinkedIn, you know, LinkedIn groups, um yeah I'd probably say those are the the kind of you know ones that I would I would kind of point pinpoint to somebody who was just starting out and say you know have a look in these different channels and and you know start to get a feel of what's out there um one thing that we we do quite regularly is look at uh top performing content across these different platforms obviously bang it into ahrefs and just see you know, what type of sites are linking to them? How many keywords does that particular piece rank for? Mm. You know, you start to get a feel then of, of ah, right, okay, there's a, there is a topic behind this or there is a piece behind this, um, you know, that I know people have linked to that post on a different site. So there's obviously some kind of value in that as well. And, and you make another really good point, which is that user-generated content because there are, you know, why go and reinvent the wheel or thinking up these ideas when actually from a quick Google search or a quick look on Reddit or a quick look on Quora, which is a question answer platform, if anyone doesn't know, um, you can basically find people talking about the pain points that they have about this type of product, this type of industry, whatever it is, and it's there laid out in front of you. All you need to do is turn that around to your, you know, what you do and how you can solve that pain and solve that issue. And you've got yourself some content and you can do it. And I suppose the other point is, is this idea of re purposing content don't think that you have to just write a blog post bang that's it okay well now i have to come up with another another idea you can repurpose that content like you say you can then repurpose it into video which is red hot right now you know absolutely red hot in terms of your social media channels and everything like that you if you can produce i know it's a pain but if you can produce um video content which is good and good quality then you can get your audience engaged that much quicker yeah I suppose the other side of it as well is also audio content as well. 
um, you know, audio content is becoming really hot right now with with the likes of podcasting, such as this fantastic one, and you know that stuff as well. Audio content's coming back, coming back around as well. So don't disregard the the old hat techniques. So you might think that podcasting's fallen out of favor, but you can repurpose that content. So you then have one idea, a blog, a video, and a podcast. Yep, yep definitely. Yep. Which is really interesting. So now you've got this myriad of ideas and then you've got all of uh, these different ways which you can then reformat and repurpose these ideas. Um, Not just, I suppose the other point is not just in long form, but in short form as well. How do you organize these ideas? I mean, you're you're part of what sounds like a big company. Um, You've probably got people yelling at you. Say, you know, if you've got your setup right, you've got your salespeople yelling at you, customer service people yelling at you, um, your hot jar yelling at you all at the same time saying these people want this. How how do you then organize those ideas and thoughts, you know, not just for a big organization such as you guys, but for a small organization as well? How do you organize them into priority order to figure out what you do and how you do it? Yeah, just for that one, it's literally like jumping back to, I think it was question two, is matching it to, to your goals. Um, you know, so identifying obviously the, the, the best type of content and again, you know, why why do you feel that is the best type of content? Is that going to get you, uh, you know, the, the the kind of brand recognition? Is it going to bring you the traffic you're looking for? Is it going to bring you the leads or the upgrades or the sales? Um, that that's got to be kind of you know the the priority on this this point as well. Um, because again, you know, it takes time to produce good content. It takes time to promote it. If if there's no goal behind those two things, then Again, you're kind of wasting your resources, which a lot of small businesses, you know, really can't afford to do. Um, you know, so I think, yeah, just matching it to the goals, you know, make sure you, you, you're seeing something come off the back of it. Uh, you know, if, if you're not, you know, don't carry on producing. Um, go back and try and work out why you're not. And then obviously start again. You've hit on a really good point there, which is that some people um, are told from agencies freelancers whoever they are told oh you want to rank well on google okay well go right go away and write some content and you'll rank well on google and that's not the case and you've hit on that point which is if you're not providing content which is a value which is unique which is going to make people want to read it then there's no point you're wasting your resource which is you know the phrase you use wasting your resource wasting your time completely so to have that pool of ideas to then pick from i suppose is actually a bit of a gold mine because you then you can go well i know this is important for this goal like you said i know this is important for this goal um which means that you're not wasting that resource any, anymore. And I suppose that's one of the basic errors that a lot of people do when they're thinking about content marketing and content in general. Yep, no, definitely agree with that. Organizing the thoughts and ideas is going to be obviously really key. And having that pool, just having that pool of all those content ideas is going to be key. I, I have, I do have one question, um, which is more personal to you, yeah. but it's something that I'm really intrigued is, uh, what's your favorite piece of content which you have structured and created which has come out of this sourcing of ideas um, put you on the spot i'm sorry <laughs> yeah you're up there aren't you <laughs> um i would probably say it's 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 not a one particular piece it's it's a series of pieces hmm. um that we've done obviously in video format for our youtube channel okay cool um and that's it, it's the start it's the start of our learning center kind of hub um, 
point that we're going to be putting live in the in early next year on the site. So it's basically looking at different questions around uh, first-time printer buyers. So kind of the questions we were being asked mm-hmm. from uh, sales staff. This is just direct, whether it's live chat or on the phone. Uh, you know, what what's the best type of printer for a small business? What's the difference between this type and this type? What's it just these are just day to day uh questions being asked. So what we've done is we've taken a lot of those and we've we've started to repurpose them into video content uh and blog content as well. So that there is a couple live on YouTube at the moment. If you search digital ID, you'll find them. Um and again there's more to be added that are behind the scenes at the moment. But that's been really good because it's kind of getting that information from the front line, going through this stage of how do we organise it, what's the best format, again, what's our goal, um, because the, our site performs, you know, really well in terms of organic, um, but what, what we were kind of missing was that little piece to differentiate us from a competitor, Yeah, you know, and obviously with this form of video content and the brand, and as I said it before, the kind of, better visuals of the products with real people mm-hmm. um we're finding that that has been a, has a good success at the moment so yeah i'd say it's that video series around kind of learning center content and then uh, you you've hit on another thing which is you, you talked there about and I, I mentioned at the start about everything tying together with content um yep. you know everything does tie in with content when we're talking about digital marketing and what you've hit on there is user experience and you know yep. you've come up with an idea for for which can create and good content, which will be valuable to you as a business and the consumer themselves, because they're not having to ask the question. It's going to come up uh, and spring up to them instantaneously as soon as they've thought of the question that they're going to ask. Yeah. Um, and you've, um, so yeah, then you've been able to repurpose it as well, but you've in a medium which everyone's going to like which is both in text or in video format um but that user experience is now so crucial to digital marketing now and everything like i say everything ties in together so you provided a better user experience for your users which will not only help you organically but is going to help you with you know how you're going to sell to your customers and what your customers think of you yep yeah it's worked really well that the videos at the moment so um yeah we're going to look at uh, well, we've already started to kind of ramp that up, um, but yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun as well, which is good. That's got to be a fun side to that, it. That always helps, doesn't it? I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Finally, then, um, are there any tips, hints, and tips for people? Let's let's talk about small businesses now. Let's talk about startups because I think uh, that's really what this show is all about at the end of the day. But it is it yeah. is really important to get the ideas come down from you know, big businesses such as yourselves, you know, what, what are the hints and tips that you have for people that are trying to create content for their business? They're stumped. They have no idea what to do, how to do it, what to write about. You know, they sell, you know, the worst client I've ever had was selling sewage pumps and, you know, you just can't make, <laughs> you can't make sewage pumps sexy. You know, it doesn't matter yeah. how hard you try, pardon the pun, but you can't make sewage pumps sexy at all. So how, how do they go about thinking you know what are the hints and tips they need to know yeah i mean it, it, the big thing um you know again for smaller businesses that that like we said before probably don't have a lot of resources uh, but what what they do have is pen and paper or again iphone to, to produce kind of more raw videos or, or raw content is kind of don't be scared of being different so i, I actually was uh, come across an interesting piece yesterday which, which was looking at content and kind of said that People want to read and engage in content that they agree with. Yeah. 
So in, in essence, what that means, if there's something in your industry or in your niche that you kind of don't agree with or you've got a different opinion about, then then go out and say it. Yeah. Uh, because what that means is your customer might be uh, feeling the exact same way. And then what that leads to is them engaging with you as a brand, whether that's a like, a share, mm-hmm. but it's the start of that relationship. And then again, the more consistent you are, the easier that your voice comes across. So a lot of brands will go in at the, um, oh, I need to copy what such a brand is doing. So they start pumping out blog content and then nobody's liking or engaging it. Yeah. And then you'll have a brand that might be 10 times smaller, um, you know, not, not making as much or turnover, but what they've done is they've spoke naturally, they've spoke raw, and then again, they've had people like it and go, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, I was thinking that, I, you know, that's not right in our industry. Mm. Then when the time comes that they are wanting to uh, produce the content, whether it be for leads or traffic, they've already built that little bit of a following, um, you know, and those people then become much easier to get on board or again, to get to the next level. So I'd say, yeah, just kind of, you know, don't be scared of being a little bit different. Absolutely. Um, but be consistent. Mm. And, and also the big one is uh, when you're writing this content, you, you've got to think about how the customer is reading it. Mm. You know, what, what, so, so what we always look at doing is kind of three things. So uh, what's in it for the customer? Yeah. Kind of how, how will this improve their job or their day-to-day kind of activities? Um, and, and then the last one that people will be kind of asking is like, so what, so what, what, so what that you put this content out mm. there? So, as, a, as an example, um, if we take, for example, that your – I'll use, obviously, where I, where I live locally in Stockport, mm. that, you know, if, you, if you're putting out a piece of content saying that your Stockport's leading gardening service, mm. your, your customers ask – or potential customers is like, so what? Yeah. I've heard that a million times. So really what they're actually wanting from that content is you're telling them that you're the you're the leading gardening service, but actually, uh, by using their service and having a maintained garden, it's somewhere that your grandkids can have hours of fun in. Yeah. So straight away, you've you've spun that content differently, and you've probably reached out and engaged with a lot more people because you've given them a so what, you've given them the answer. Yeah. Um, and you see a lot of people just pumping content out that's bread and butter, mm. uh, and it's like so what? Do I need to read it? You know, you haven't you haven't told me anything about it. But if you use little use that little analogy and try and spin it, um, you'll find that it obviously gets that engagement up. And if people are engaging with your content, you know, at an earlier stage as you're starting out, a I think that's great for for yourself internally, as in you know you're taking action and people are responding to that content. Um, and and I think it also give you that little bit of push to keep that consistency high. Yeah, absolutely. I think you've uh, you've you mentioned there that the so what test that's a a, um, a very popular thing with um uh someone that um that i know quite well it's a digital marketer called neil simpson and he has the so what test and that he applies that to everything that he does it's you know yeah. why does anybody care what the hell am i putting and he says you know if everybody did that on social media on uh, on their content on everything that they did digitally then the the, the whole digital world would be yeah. a different landscape and you know yeah. the idea of trolling would be dead um even though that he's the worst troll i ever known in a million years but 
<laughs> um, it's it, the so what test is really, really crucial. And you made a really good point, which is always turn it back on the customer. And there's so many companies out there that just talk about me, me, me. This is what we do. This is what I'm good at. And this is this is how I do it. And the audience out there is just going, I don't care. Um, Estate agents are the worst for this, by the way. I work with a lot of estate agents and it's all about me, me, me. This is what we do. We're fantastic. We're the number one. And everyone's going, yeah, so what? There's purple bricks, you know, <laughs> they can't touch you, you know, and, and all this kind of stuff. And that's that's the key. Turn it back onto them. Why are you providing a good service for them? And you, you hit the nail on the head um, with the gardening maintenance service there. Absolutely. That's a really yeah, yeah. good, really good yeah. tip for people to take on board. Yeah, the the big and it's going back to it, features tell, benefits sell. Um, you know, that's that's the way, you know, that you should look at it when you're approaching your your content. Um, you know, make make it as easy as possible for people to understand and again how they're gonna get that value from it at that stage. Because following that you you know, the plan is then that obviously they engage, come wear your brand. Now that might not turn into an instant sale and instant lead. Mm. Um, but again, when they are ready to, to kind of move to that next stage, you've already got that little bit of an advantage that they know you, yeah. um, you know, and it might have seen that content elsewhere, but then they've gone online to do a search, uh, just using Google. All oh, right, that's, that's that brand that I read that article on such a thing, or I saw their video on, and you might be ranking position four or five, so you're not leaving top spot, but the brand recognition comes in that they trust you, they've seen something, oh, well, I'm going to go on those guys first, you know. Um, so again, you know, always make sure you've got your CTR uh, optimized as well, um, you know, for click-through rates on your meta titles and descriptions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, also the other the other mistake that every that, not every business, but a lot of businesses make is they always believe that everything that they do in terms of marketing is going to get an instant feedback, like you alluded to. I write something and it should get me a sale, and if it doesn't get me a sale, it's failed. That's not true. Okay, it's about a journey. It's about that conversion. You write an informative piece of content which helps a pain point, um, then you've helped that customer out, and you've you've helped that potential customer out, should I say, and they'll come back to you and they have a warm, fuzzy feeling about, about you next time they come back to you. Um, and as long as you provide that journey for when they do return back to you or you provide that journey from at the end of the piece of content and you go, well, if you like this piece of content, why don't you go and have a look at this piece of content? And this might be, you know, this piece of content might be a bit more salesy or it might get them to talk to your customer service team or it might get them to do a little bit of a, a tool or something which gets them to at least onto yeah. your email list or whatever and that's really important as well you know it's not all about you know what comes in must come out it's it does go in and it yeah. will come out eventually you just you have to realize that it's not just instantaneous which i think a lot of business owners do want it to be but i'm afraid the sad reality is it's you know you have to put a bit more in than that in this in this new yeah. age of digital <laughs> yep that's right yep definitely agree all right, Adam, thank you so much. Uh, before we, uh, I obviously let you go, just tell everybody you know, where they can find you on social media. Tell me where you can find um, you know, your company and your business and how they can find out more about you and your business. Yeah, definitely. So obviously for anybody that, that wants to have a look at, uh, at what we're doing, uh, the company is Digital ID. Uh, so that's www.digitalid.co.uk. Uh, we are on Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, myself personally, obviously on Twitter. Um, Twitter handle is at Adam J Benno, B E N N O. 
Um, so again, happy to to chat with anybody regarding digital marketing or a bit of advice or uh, you know any any kind of kind of analysis that somebody wants me to have a look at. You know, we're always happy to give a hand there. And uh, yeah, thank you, Tom, for the opportunity to uh, to speak on the podcast. No, it's an absolute pleasure, Adam. Thank you so much. Not a problem at all, Tom. Take care and enjoy your evening. You too. Cheers, Tom. Bye-bye. Thank you so much to Adam Bennett there from Digital ID for coming onto the show and talking about sourcing ideas for content and arranging those ideas as well. I think we hit on a lot of really important points in that uh, interview, which is all about the power of content and the importance of it as well. And I think some people believe that there's so much effort that has to go into it, then why bother? Um, you know, it's and it's so difficult to get right, but it's only difficult if your ideas are poor. If you're um, if you're not thinking about it correctly, you're not willing to put that effort in. That's the only time that you won't get the results from it. If you can hit on a one one piece of content which is going to be really excellent, a really good idea, people, something that people are actually going to want to read, um, the audience more importantly is actually going to want to read, then it can be really really beneficial for you. So I don't think um, everybody should be discounting it the way that they should. Anyway, uh, before we go on for the show too long. Um, um, I would love to hear your questions, queries, and feedback about the show. So don't forget, you can get in touch with uh, the Punkcast by emailing us at punkcast at digitalmarketingpunk.co.uk or you can connect with me across all the social media channels. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash digitalmarketingpunk or you can find me on Twitter with punk. Uh, sorry, at punk underscore digital uh, or Instagram at digital marketing punk as well. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn by searching digital marketing punk. Uh, it would also be great if you haven't done so already to subscribe to the digital marketing podcast. And if you really like the show, then you can help me out and show your appreciation by giving us a five star review on iTunes. That would be lovely. So until next time, I hope you will join me on the next episode of the digital marketing podcast. Thank you.